0: Hello and welcome to Talking Home Renovations with the Housemaven. I'm your host, Catherine McPhail. I'm an architect practicing in eastern Massachusetts, and my specialty is additions and renovations to existing homes. Originally, I started this podcast for homeowners who would like to learn about all aspects of a home renovation before diving into their own projects. In this season, I've been interviewing homeowners about their renovation projects, and also kind of tapping into the wild world of social media home renovations. So today, my guest is Tom Reynolds, AIA, who is an architect in real life. He's a principal of Green Stories in New Jersey, a founding member and current vice president of the New Jersey chapter of the National Organization of Minority Architects. He serves on his local zoning board, at the same time, he's growing a large following on TikTok as TikTok Architect. Tom and I are both members of the Entree Architect community on Facebook. But I really got to know him through watching his helpful videos on TikTok, where he's doing a great job. You should check out his videos there. They're really, they're really helpful. And you might be wondering, what do architects talk about when they get together? Well, if you listen to this episode, you'll get a good idea. We talk about how to get ready for your own renovation and the value of hiring professionals to help. So I apologize because I started recording when Tom and I had already launched into the conversation. So let's just jump in as usual. Here it is. But yeah, I mean, all the architects I know um, just live in a construction zone, basically. Until yeah. they decide they want to buy another house in two and weeks, then, and then suddenly it all just wraps up in two weeks. It's kind of weird. Yeah, <laughs>
1: you can see even right here, like, the door's not right. trimmed. The, the other one over there is not. And,
0: yeah, that looks um, pretty um, No
1: base around this room yet. Uh, but, you yeah. know, it's it's sort of where we are and, you know, yeah. we live here, so.
0: I don't think we can help ourselves. I mean, can you imagine living in a fully finished, like, a fully completed. With nothing to do. <laughs> yeah, with nothing to do. You'd have to move. You'd have to go buy another house
1: to find a, a bigger fixer upper yeah that's,
0: yeah right i mean, my um, husband and i used to we used to drive up to houses and if the front porch was falling off or you know there's a giant hole in the roof like, this is the right. house that needs us we have to go fix it <laughs> yeah, so you anyway know,
1: when we were shopping for this house you know the thing that sold me was the backyard here um the, and the price uh, the price was sort of perfect and we have a shelter dog who has anxiety issues doesn't do well with other people other dogs um so bringing him to the dog park isn't great you know where we walk him we gotta kind of be careful yeah there's not too many people around because he's likely to go from like absolutely cute and adorable to like attack and not you don't know where the trigger is yeah um so this place had like a four thousand square foot backyard and the house itself was structurally sound so i was like that's good enough for me (laughs)
0: Yeah, but sometimes that's good enough. Just structurally sound.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I, you know, we were like, okay, well, we're going to take the first month and do the things we want to do, and which turned into the first year.
0: <laughs> yeah, and that must have been um, before you before you had the baby.
1: Yes, before we had the baby, before we knew there was a baby on the way, and then when we knew there was a baby on the way, it sort of put a a, a time crunch on it. So about a month before she was born, it was like. I was calling in contractors to close up walls and <laughs> ceilings and first coats of paint. And it's like, so we left it at like trim, basically. It's like, okay, this we can live with.
0: Um, yeah, the trim is just extra. Yeah.
1: The walls are closed. Got insulation.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's know. good. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, I mean, it's a fun hobby. A lot of people are into it. These people on Instagram, oh, I guess on TikTok as well, yeah, There are just tons of people now documenting their home renovations where I don't remember that being the case before, but maybe I just, I don't remember well, that.
1: I think it's the social media has made it really easy to sort of make it look interesting, right? It was like, do those, you know, the ones that I really enjoy, I think it started around the Christmas time when people are like, they took that sound effect from whatever video game and it's like they threw the the, the Christmas ornament in the room and then you know, close the door and hear the explosion, you open it up and now it's like decked out in Christmas stuff.
0: Yeah, that's um, cool. I do yeah, love those so. videos. I love what I love watching them. And yeah. you're doing a great job on TikTok. I love your the series you were doing in February, or it's still February, I guess. Yeah,
1: I'm actually getting ready to edit the uh, another interview to throw on so I can try to get the last two days of Black History Month in. Um, one of the things, and this sort of hit me when I was interviewing Shauna Little, um, so she's this black architect out of Michigan. She's the first one to have gotten elevated to fellow in Michigan, five female. Um, and you know, I realized, first of all, there's only like 500 black female. I can, I can interview all of them in a reasonable amount of time, like two years, maybe. But then there's only like 3000 black architects in, at all. So I could do that in like 10 years, hit them all and come up with a really interesting series on that.
0: Not even ten years. You would have a lot of um if you came out once a week. I mean Yeah. Wait a minute, my mouth's not so good. So uh,
1: that's not that you're not near it to be saying. more than that, but
0: <laughs> So yeah, but you would have a lot of material that people and, I think would like to hear.
1: Yeah. And I think that so I know for me it was about knowing that some of the things I'm going through are not unique to me, that other people are doing it, other people are having these situations and you know, the, the one that always used to get me up until I had a really honest conversation with one of my mentors was um, when I started, I felt like all my clients were like, do you know what you're doing? And I'm just like, I know this is my, like my business is new, but I've been at this for like 10 years plus. Mm. And I think it used to bother me more than it does now. But then sort of speaking to other people like, oh yeah, that happened. Like they're always questioning whether I know what I'm doing or how it's like, okay. I'm not alone. <laughs> yeah,
0: you mean because you're black that they would they would I question you? I don't know you if it
1: was a race. I, I I joke around that now that I've got gray hairs, I get the question less. Um, right. It's been it's been fun. I guess um, I've always been so. I've been a member of Noma and since I mean we started the New Jersey chapter in 2000 oh gosh 2008 2009. Um, and the National Organization of Minority Architects. Mm-hmm. And before that, I was heavily involved in the NAACP, uh, which is sort of what actually got me to architecture a little bit more formally. Um, they have a program called the AXO program, that for Academic, Cultural, Technological, and Scientific Olympics. Hmm. And one of the competition categories is architecture. I was in high school. I was interested in it, and my uh, so they te- 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 team you up with a mentor. And so I was teamed up with this guy Chuck Woodridge, um, who lived near me, and went to his office and like he had, he was doing a lot. Like he had some great projects. He was working on the New Jersey Performing Arts Center. He was, uh, worked on some other great projects. And then he also was teaching CAD out of his office and he had his practice and he was teaching at the county college level. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was like, okay, this is interesting. And I was like, I'm gonna go, I chose schools where I got to, had options of my like three interests of technology, music and architecture. I was like, I'll start with architecture because that's supposed to be like the hardest one. And if I don't like it, I can switch into one of the ones that I know I'll be fine with. Um, and after my first semester, I was, I think it was, I think I got hooked at my first lecture is Mark Wigley's How Old is the Young Architect? Hmm. And then the second one was Peter Eisenman. And know, um, yeah, so that was a packed lecture hall and I was sitting on the floor right in front of him. Um, and I was sketching in my little notebook and he grabs my notebook and signs it, and I was like,
0: Whoa, yeah. really? Do you still have that?
1: I do. It's down in the basement right now.
0: What were you sketching? Can you imagine if you're just sketching, you know, like a can <laughs> of soup or something, <laughs> like just your well, shoe?
1: So it also happened with Venturi, and I was sketching that duck, you know, I am a, I am a house. Mm-hmm. And um, he's looking down. He's like, oh, that's pretty nice. And after the lecture, he grabs it and signs it, too. And so I got it. Um, he signed it as I am a signature. <laughs>
0: <laughs> whoa that's amazing
1: yeah um so i've been hooked since then
0: there's um, another reason to sit in the front row all the time i love the front row because you're right it's like they're talking to you but yeah yeah you get some interaction even with that
1: and i mean i had no intention of sitting in the front row but i was late like i usually was because well, yeah. undiagnosed add and
0: yeah i hear you <laughs> and, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> but the, the bonus is they totally that is so awesome
1: yeah I would love it was, it was that. really cool um yeah one of those like architecture geek out moments um yeah but uh you know it's it's interesting so like working on the house it's been this process of so we had like this vision that was bigger than our budget obviously and then it's like sorting sitting down it's like okay what's important to us like why do we like these things and then making sure we could actually get them like we had this whole grand dream of like blue vanities and gold handles and faucets and really we thought it looked really cool and i was had a concern that the, the timeless aspect like how long would we be bored of it but um so when it came time to doing the kitchen and bathroom um it's like okay we found we even found this like really beautiful tile that had it gave me like this Gatsby feeling with like the this gold inlay and then that would go if I could line it up with the faucet per, and the the, 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 the uh, shower head perfectly it would be absolutely beautiful um as an accent wall there and so we, go, we grab, go to grab the tile, and I'm like, you know what? We should make sure, because we checked out the fixtures at um, this plumbing supply store near us, and we're like, we should make sure we can get those and so that we make sure it's the right shade and everything. And maybe, so we go to check it out, and they're like, yeah, there's like a six month backlog because between COVID and their typical mm. thing, and it was like, okay, that's a problem. So we're checking, we go to check like every place, and all they had were sort of your typical. Silver look and then the um, rub br- uh, brass uh, oil rub bronze. Mm. And we like the oil rub bronze. Um, that was sort of like our number two, but it like completely changes.
0: Yeah, it changes whole, everything. Um, yeah. yeah.
1: Well, so um, I think it's, it sort of leads to like this important thing that I, and I deal with this as clients all the time. It's like make sure you have what you need or that it's available when you need it. It's like, sure, you want. You get this i'm sure you get this like i need those plans by whatever because i want to submit and i want to get construction started it's like okay well we can do that that's i mean sure um submit go ahead and then they get into construction and they're like wait you know i demoed my kitchen where are my cabinets it's like well the cabinet yep. maker takes time and he's Especially now, has a backlog, and the material costs are through the roof, and and there's a vinyl shortage right now. So yeah, and
0: the, you know, lumber's, the lumber's lumber's doubled, probably through Please. more
1: than double now. And,
0: yeah, yeah. You
1: know, I've, I've got this um, large, or large for me, fifty-unit building in permitting, and about two days after the contractor submitted um, the building, well, the whole city hall had a COVID outbreak and shut down mm-hmm. yeah. and close up, and so now. You know, we're in this interesting, you know, they the state sort of has on the books that they have 21 days to review projects, but 14 of those days, no one's in the building. And then they're doing, I think they were saying they're taking an extra week just to do cleaning and everything else. And it's like, there's no way they're going to review this in one week. And you know, they'll find like one thing wrong in the drawing and send us a rejection just so they have time to
0: Probably. review it.
1: And, and let's hope that the inspectors are okay to, I mean, just on the health side, because None of them yeah. are actually, or the ones in this town specifically, are not exactly in the best shape. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what happens.
0: Yeah. Um, There's, anything can happen any minute like that. I mean, I guess it always can, but yeah. But yeah, I mean, you, sometimes a contractor just recently thought it was going to take two weeks to get his permit. And now he's upset to find out it's going to take six weeks, which doesn't seem like that surprising to me. Yeah. But he wrote to me, he said, I have bad news. And I thought, oh, no, what's the bad news? But that was it. Just six weeks. Like, oh, OK. So I mean, bad. I kind of expect that. But OK. <laughs> it's not the worst thing.
1: Yeah, I think, I think the, the most important part with like just the, the making sure you have all your ducks in a row as best as possible is there are some projects, especially kitchens and baths, as soon as you do demo. You're out of a kitchen and a bathroom or yeah, one or the other. And if you don't have extra bathrooms or extra space to like set up a hot plate or have you, so one, there's a family of five and they demoed their kitchen and there was a cabinet ordering issue, which mm. just turned into a bigger thing. So they were working out of a microwave and a hot plate for five people for oh. a month. And it's,
0: it's. Yeah. Yeah, the timing is hard to get right sometimes. Yeah. And um, now I don't know, we talk a lot about the HGTV effect among <laughs> architects. But I mean, I think people get the idea that the project itself, the process itself, just finishing a kitchen, how hard can that be? How long can that take? But yeah, it can easily take three to four months.
1: Easily. As a, especially if you, so I often tell my clients, like, things, cabinets, you know countertops, not you. That's not so bad. But counter cabinets themselves, like if you have a room, an extra room, or something, get them, have them on site. You know, make sure they fit and and your appliances. Especially if you want something outside of like what's on stock, typically, If you want a specific finish or a specific model. Get them on, get them there before you start doing any of the work, because as soon as you start, you're you're out of a kitchen. You're out
0: yeah, of a that's a good um, point. So that cuts down on the lag time.
1: Yeah. And, you know, some people get annoyed because they've lost a room to all their materials. Um, But the upside is as soon as you start, you know, because you can have that HGTV six week, hopefully, you know, process. But But you've got to be willing to do it.
0: Yeah. And you have to have everything there and you have to maybe pay more for that. I mean... Uh, it's yeah. also it's dependent on the one trade finishing and the next one starting and the inspector coming well, and inspecting it. it and there's that whole. It's its own
1: huge because just uh, you know the, some of the best contractors that I know keep their better trades on staff or work really closely with specific businesses and then you've just got to hope that you know the electrician finished at the right time with his roughing and the plumbing finished with his roughing at the right time so that. When you go to sheetrock, you know, it's hopefully done right. Or just that the inspection happens when you need it to because you, yeah. you fail an inspection and now you possibly pushed your schedule back. Um,
0: right. Which is something that I feel like if people are contracting, subcontracting things out themselves, they might yeah. not appreciate how much relationships with the subs really does make a project go more smoothly, which is why yeah. contractors get paid the money they get paid i guess it's basically for them it is a lot of uh coordination yeah and and if if it's a one-off thing for or maybe with an electrician maybe they'll have some relationship with the homeowner but generally they're going to have a better they're getting more money from a contractor more business from a contractor right yeah. so if some other contractor calls them and wants them to start on a project that's going to take a week then maybe suddenly he's not showing up at your house for a week yeah yeah so, And that's just the reality of it makes it harder.
1: Uh, Especially when you start getting to code uh, code change cycles. And in New Jersey, I always find, so the state does their training for the code inspectors usually around November. And then come December, you can almost guarantee they found something new that they're looking for specifically that's just in the newest code update cycle that they want to focus on. And like, Mm. not always does not only do we don't always know about it at the time. It's like, oh wait, is that the new change in twenty twenties? You know. Yeah. It? All
0: right. So um so planning is key. Planning making sure you have all your materials on site before you yeah. try to get started.
1: And then really taking the time to to vet out and make sure your contract with your contractor. Um, or if you're doing it yourself, making sure that you have taken the time to practice what you're Doing So, you know, actually, I'll tell a story where I messed up, um, in our kitchen, everything's ready to start getting installed, all the walls are up, I've got my plumbing roughing sitting out, and um, we didn't change the, uh, the cast iron pipe that went to the sink. And I was just going to settle it and tie in and keep going, because I didn't want to deal with the, it seemed as though this cast iron pipe was on the vent side was basically the only thing holding up the wall <laughs> so <laughs> yeah i didn't want to i didn't really want to take it out and then reframe and then try to like even
0: whatever. though that's the right thing to do tom
1: i know i know but anyway really, so you
0: didn't want to do that so i understand do
1: that and it's funny because like the more i look at it, it's like you know i knew that was the right thing to do <laughs> Do it, <laughs> but um so as soon as i tie the sink in it starts leaking and i'm looking and I'm, i have to replace it so the wall's already closed. I have not done more than supply connections with like sharp bites so far. I, I didn't want to touch a lot of it because I know it's not a strength of mine. Um, so I brought, you know, plumbers in to handle, all of that. And so I, sitting there it took me maybe all day to cut out the cast iron pipe because first it's all the wrong tools that I'm using. But, of
0: course, of course. Yeah, yeah but- that's the worst yeah. Using the right tools for the job is another tip.
1: Oh, absolutely. Save absolutely. a
0: lot of time. I do the same thing all the time. I'm I been I and the whole time I'm thinking, if I had the right tool here, I would be almost done.
1: I, I do got sixty percent of the way through cutting it out. And I left and went to Home Depot and bought the right, you know, spent the five hundred dollars to buy the right tool. Um, and it took me 20 minutes after that,
0: <laughs> but yeah. I cut it
1: out, and then I'm like, okay. And I'm in the basement. I'm sort of practicing how to make sure I glue my PVC properly. And my my uncle's a contractor, and he was like, telling me, it's like, you know, as soon as you you know, connect the pieces, it's going to start set. So you get like five seconds to get that in place right, make sure you side everything out right. So I do that, and I I've got it, and I'm ready, and I go to and. I go to put it in the wall, I'm sliding down, I'm getting ready to glue the two pieces and i put it the, the, the down pipe, and I've got my Y coming off of it um, in the one part going up to the vent. And I stop and I look at it and I realize it's at an angle. And so I go to turn it and I waited a little too long because I was like, is that an angle? Is it? And I wait too long and once you go turn it, it's like, it's, it's done. it's, it's, it's glued, it's in place, it's uh. not moving. oh no so now i've got like this offset piping thing going down around and shooting back in
0: (laughs) (laughs) someone's got to open that back up in like 40 years and think what was happening here what were they even thinking (laughs)
1: oh i i yeah i wonder about that and i have to say the one thing that and this is like probably only an architect would do because i know exactly where. i've got a set of drawings that show where every wire, every pipe in the walls are, just so that at some point when I do have this dream of doing the extension on the back, I'll know it's like, all right, so I've got this wire here, I've got those pipes there, I gotta make sure I plan around those. But for now, it's just like, yeah, somebody, one day somebody's gonna open this up and be like, who
0: did this? <laughs> well, that's fun. That'll be a fun puzzle for them to figure out. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, in that case, you practiced, but it didn't, it still,
1: It's still still hard to do. You can't account for, you know, the years of training that some of the the professionals have.
0: Well, that's true. I mean, they did it however many times. So, yeah. 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 So sometimes the moral of that story is uh, there are a couple. One, don't worry about it if your plumbing is kind of strangely rooted in the wall. Yep. So that would be the takeaway. But then also, yeah, I mean, there's if you pay a professional to do their job. They probably can do it faster and better than you can. Oh, but yeah, I mean, that was like a three day
1: process. And then (laughs) at the end, because I wasted so much pipe testing and trying to learn how to do this, I was about two feet short on PVC. So I had to
0: come out. Yeah. (laughs) But luckily, I enjoyed it. You had fun, though. Is that I did? did. Yeah. So that's
1: it'll be a great story for down the road one day.
0: Okay. So then, um, what else did they do to get ready for their?
1: Furniture, for some reason, I feel like, and maybe this is just something that we deal with. You know, our house is not big, it's a you know, it's 500 square foot footprint um, on two levels and side hall colonial. So there's a wall down the middle for the back half of the front of the, uh, of the house. So, and we've got with like, this galley kitchen, and I'll call it a galley dining room in our old place our old apartment it was pretty spacious and you know the, the spaces were open so we had like this large table this large couch um and when we moved here it's like oh this this couch is too big for this room and this this table is too big for this room and so then we go to go shopping and we've got to be extra conscious of like the actual size of the pieces we're getting to make sure they fit in the room yeah and you know, I'm an HGTV addict. i am like, oh, that's a really cool feature. And then I'm like, okay, where does that actually fit? You
0: know, right. <laughs>
1: it doesn't fit. Um, but it does give us an opportunity to do some really cool things with just rethinking how we use our walls for shelving. Um, you know, we've got some furniture down. So we've got a, a couch that, it's almost like a, we'll call it like a, a futon plus. It's like the adult futons, so like the back. You know, it sits up, when it's set up and closed up, it looks like a regular couch. It's comfortable like a regular couch. And then it has like a trundle you can pull out and the back folds flat so you can change it into the bed because we don't have the spare bedroom. And my mom wants to come visit the baby in a couple of months. So it's like, okay, now this thing converts to a queen bed, but not like the pullout beds that have that awkward bar in the middle. Yes. Um... And it's like thinking, it's like so one of the things we're working on now is trying to find a, uh, a chair to put in the living room that's not too big, um, that's comfortable, and it, we've got to figure out our dining room situation, because that table, <laughs> we currently have it up against one wall, with, mm-hmm. and we only pull it out when it's like the holiday. Yeah. And I've done those... He said, you know, speaking about TikTok, where we met, um, I've done like a bunch of those videos just on how to understand drawing and scale just because it becomes important to understand what fits in something. Yeah. You know, the, the next room over here is our nursery here. And we know it works right now for an infant, but it, as soon as she's out um, into a bed, it's gonna start becoming a problem because the only thing that, the room's basically eight by eight. The only thing you really fit in, there's like a twin bed against the wall.
0: Yeah. Um, well, maybe, maybe she won't grow to be very big. And, maybe and um, she'll like
1: stay a little perfect. Be,
0: well, I mean, she'll just be a like maybe a petite young woman who could live in there. Not too
1: much stuff. Y'all. We'll yeah. We'll get her into like a very
0: <laughs> right, her...
1: design style. Yeah.
0: Minimalism. Yeah. Definitely nurture that minimalism with, with her. That'd be good. <laughs> One
1: toy. That's all. <laughs>
0: <laughs> One beloved toy. Yeah. It's important. It's really important to figure out if the room is going to function as you want it to and like putting yeah. a bed drawing a bed in there i always do that in my models because yep. i want people to see how their bed is going to end up fitting in there yeah um, because you definitely don't want to build a bedroom that doesn't have room for your bed or a and, dining room where you can't get up from the table because your chair is too close to the wall
1: Yep, yep, and that's i mean that's our dining room right now <laughs> yeah
0: Even,
1: so you know this room since i closed my physical my office office and now working from home um we did spend a little time sort of figuring this out and then came you know the baby so now it's like oh we've got this you know rocker thing um but sort of like planning it really helps you know we went through so many iterations of what this room could look like with the furniture we have you know the monitors that you know, even the one i'm telling you on we've mounted it to the wall we've got you know the, the desktops are like mounted underneath the desk and off the floor. and um, yeah, So we've got under counters or under table storage between this table and the next one and shoving the plotter into the closet and then putting in these heavy shelf brackets to try to get as much space out of this tiny space as possible. Because me mm. and my wife both work out of this one room.
0: Oh, that. And, okay. I mean, there's,
1: and then there's the downside, which is like, so her new job has her on the phone a lot. Yeah. Mm or and then zoom calls and stuff. Cause she has, she's managing a team of four people plus doing trainings and stuff. So it's like, okay, um, like every once in a while moving, we're trying to figure out who's in what room, who's got a zoom win.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I know it's, it's there are so many layers of challenges going on with this um, being home all the time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But like just the fact that you plan it out and you gotta, there's sometimes having that, you know, I think we joked about it being like the marriage counselor and the, uh, The architect, um, Mm -hmm. but like being able to look at and say, "Okay, it's like that is a great dream." But what happens when these situations? Having that outside person give you a very recently did not take a job past preliminary design because I didn't want to sort of be associated when they get frustrated with the project down the road. Um,
0: Mm. Wise man.
1: Yeah, this guy. I mean, the house had the potential to be really beautiful. Um, He was taking this smaller dated house and expanding it significantly um for him his wife his three kids um they had already worked from home uh the one kid was homeschooled and then like he had this the whole first floor was supposed to be just a huge open space and I'm like you don't want to just like one room maybe just to, like potentially close off no no I want it all open I'm like just one like just just give yourself like a
0: and yeah. something, yeah, yeah. He's yep. no. like, I
1: got the the game room in the basement. I'm like, sure, but you've got you know f- the one kid was an infant, the other one was a toddler. I think you had two toddlers, an infant, and then a um, a preteen girl, and it was just like, you're
0: there's a lot of activity in that house. A lot of activity.
1: Happening. A lot yeah. of activity.
0: Yeah, like I did one of like, that TikTok about like all the different things that could be potentially happening on a daily basis in the same, you're trying to do it in the same space. That just leads to a lot of problems.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I, I would have loved to be able to to take this all the way through. But like, I I know there's going to come a point in which he's going to say that this was my design and it was not what he wanted.
0: It's like, hmm. oh, well. So, did you actually? What did you? I just I went to preliminary
1: design, hinted him over the, the, you know, the plans. Like, hey, here's everything I've done. Take, find someone else to, you know, take it all the way. I'm. Just,
0: was he okay with that? Just out of curiosity, he wasn't happy. Hmm.
1: But I was just like, I really don't want to, because I, I don't want to. I don't. I don't want that on me.
0: I understand. Yeah, I mean, I've been, I've been getting increasingly. Um, realizing or coming to realize that I am not driving the bus on a lot of my projects and yet they're yeah. my projects or they're my, are they my projects? Whose projects are they? Am I just, yeah. And I just feel like you're not, this isn't going to work out well, even though you refuse to to believe what I'm saying to you. So you're inspiring me to maybe just write preliminary drawings all over it. And yeah. give, them, give them, back. There's
1: a, there's one, the guy, this is, there's like a, one of my like leftover bad habit projects where um, this contractor who did something got caught for not having permits. And I've dealt with this with him before. And I'm like, you're doing an addition on a house. You're going to, like, what do you think is going to have? He's like, oh, it's just a small little one room. And then we're also going to add this. And then we're going to add that. And I'm like, OK, well, we might have a zoning issue. I need a survey. Well, can't you just draw it? I'm like, sure, I could draw it all day, but I, I can't do the zoning side to make sure it's going to be okay until you, we get the survey surveyor gets done, sends me over the plan. I'm like, we've got so many variances on everything. And he's already got footings poured oh, trying to no. tell the owner. Like, yeah. And I just like, I don't know what to tell you. We're gonna have to, we'll go to the board. We'll hope and pray. They are, are in a good mood.
0: <laughs> what happened?
1: We're, we're still waiting for our zoning board date. Uh, and he's just like oh but can i just give you more money like oh
0: yeah, yeah sure yes, money you all day. <laughs> but yes please uh, give me more money that's not gonna help anything yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, i mean there are steps you have to take and that is another good tip is to make sure if you're not hiring an architect to make sure that you check with the building department about what you're planning to do
1: yeah check to make sure what you plan to do what you can do um yeah even just pulling up this if you have the survey from when you purchase the house and bringing that with you to the zoning office or the building and just be like hey i'm thinking about this and it's always best to sort of call ahead and schedule your meeting then just show up because
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah that, that's that's important
0: <laughs> yes well especially now a lot of the, a lot of the offices are closed
1: yeah yeah so. um but i find that they're you know generally most of them are very friendly to wanting to help you figure it out. Mm -hmm. As long as you're willing to not tell them exactly what you're going to do, not knowing, you know, just like, Hey, I was thinking about this. Is this something possible? Here's, you know, I surveyed some town. I know some towns around here, they don't want to deal with it. Um, But a lot of the zoning inspectors, a lot of the building guys there and women that I dealt with, they'll, they'll take the time if they know you're coming and they're you know, you bring as much information as possible with you. Mm-hmm. um, And it can save you a lot of, a lot of headache.
0: Yeah, definitely. They're very friendly in my town and helpful to people. I've been there behind people waiting and they're just explaining things over and over to people in a very patient way. And I'm thinking, I don't have this kind of time to wait, but it is very nice that they're very patient and, really explaining things to people who don't have never done it before. So if, yeah. if you happen to be someone who is afraid of the building inspector, I just generally speaking, the building inspector is your friend and don't try to get anything by them.
1: No, never. Cause as don't soon as you try, they're going to look for any like nuanced uh, code they can find to, to hit you on.
0: Yeah. That will not be good.
1: Yeah. The, like, so the guy that did the addition with no permits, I slapped on the front page under my scope of work on the project. Like We understand that these things have been done. We know that's a problem. We're gonna try our best to get through it. I called up the town like as soon as they were submitted to try to explain, make sure they knew. It's mm-hmm. like, yes, we're, we're very aware. This isn't, like, we're not trying to hide this. This is a mistake on of understanding. Um, so we're here to help them get through it, but.
0: Wow. Well, well, they're lucky to have you helping them through it. Yeah. yeah that could have been a big problem uh anything else you can think of any
1: other um architect
0: <laughs> and what should we call hire an architect <laughs> in the end hire an architect
1: yeah. and i know it's some sort of like a biased opinion but like yeah you know, it, it the amount you spend on our services really save you at the end of the day and having upfront conversation like don't try to hide your budget number also oh my Don't Mm -hmm. hide your budget number, especially if you don't do
0: that. Yeah.
1: Depending on who you're hiring. I don't know if you do that, but like, do you go through and do your, uh, your, your preliminary pricing and everything for with them or.
0: What I prefer to do is have them have a contractor that they've chosen who's on board earlier so that we have an actual, the actual source right there.
1: That's good. Especially
0: now because things are so busy that I feel like contractors aren't that into, not that they ever have been maybe, but into the being part of a bidding you know that guy who's given the third price, or that yeah. who's given the third price. You know they're they're too busy, kind of too busy, understandably for that. So I feel like if people just interview the contractors, figure out what level of service they want from contractors, and then pick one, and then you're you're dealing with that person's actual schedule and that person's price, and they and can advise on it, and it's just a team yeah. earlier.
1: You know, having that team though, I I mean it's become a requirement for lead projects now. So
0: yeah. You know. Yeah, it's, I mean, it makes sense because you have this person who's really going to be building it, part of the discussion.
1: Yeah, because then I'm not, you know, I'll I deal with this. This has become um, one of the things that's come up recently. So last year at the Code Officials Conference thing, they said, you know, it's been in the code, in the residential code for so long that you have to have a manual J for new, manuals J for new heating systems, cooling systems. And most places haven't been requiring it. Um, but now they they are everywhere. And so I'll go and I'll do a manual J. I'll do the DNS and I'll base it on usually either like a Goodman or ream system and you get the contractor on. He's like, oh, well, I just installed this other brand that I, you know, whether gets a good deal on it or whatever it is, whatever it is mm-hmm. usual usual. It's like, you know, if he was involved earlier, we could have been like, it just would have been a 10 second thing for me to change in the software yeah. to Armana, right. and we would have had, the exact documentation to go along with what he was planning on installing.
0: Exactly. That's why, that's why it makes sense to me. Yeah. And, and really people's prices, I don't know how much you can rely on a bid prices right now, you know, because there's the whole uh, added, this seems like it's going to be a big pain or I'm really busy anyway. And I don't care if I get the job or whatever other upcharge that they're adding. So it's not like you, Get much information out of it, <laughs> I feel like. There
1: is a nonprofit. Uh, one of my first um, commercial projects on my own was with a nonprofit that had a very set dollar amount for their their expansion. And I did this scope of work and we did the drawings, sort of figured out how to multi-purpose as much space as possible because they didn't have a lot of space and they didn't have a lot of money. And because of where the funds came from, it had to be publicly bid. So you know, we put it in the paper, we could start getting here here back from all sorts of contractors. And originally I was supposed to be a part of the, you know, the reviewing of the bids. It only turned into me sort of preparing a template for the bidders to put in their, their, their numbers. And then they chose and come back to me, like, hey, we have a contractor. And I'm like, wait, what, what? Hold on a second. <laughs> and the guy had you know, they chose the lowest bid and I look at it and I'm like there's no way everything that we have on the drawings is, it's like oh we talked to him and he's going to do all that and we're going to get him to do these other projects and so it's like okay sure sure I don't know if that's the wisest idea uh, they're like no 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 he said he can do it and then we had like half, halfway through demo start ordering materials for construction and issues come up not enough money They've added too much to the project. They can't do it for the. Dog. I'm like, if you had included me, and in we could have at least added some additional questions to send back to so him. Like, are you inc- making sure you're including this? Yeah, they reframing of the floor, so we can have yeah. these wider open.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. another reason to have an architect, I guess, take a yeah. look at what they're including and comparing people's prices. Yeah, because. Yeah. If someone's far lower than other people, it's probably because they're not including. Yeah. Thanks. I mean, what else could it be?
1: I mean, that was exactly what it was. is all the missing parts of the scope.
0: Right. Um, right. So and
1: it came back to bite them down the road.
0: Um, mm, yes. Well, it all kind of reminds me of you not having the right tool and doing stuff yourself. Yeah. Where someone with experience could have done it a lot faster. It's just a similar thing. But people <laughs> like to design their own they like to design their own thing. It's funny.
1: Design their own thing. This client just sent me this. I want to do this addition on here. I'm like, oh, that's...
0: Okay, you're almost done. <laughs> I
1: just that's need awesome. to put it on paper.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I recently drove past a um, my first new construction house, and I looked at it, and I was like, oh, man, that's... I did that. I, I take no credit for that.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, well... Yeah,
1: but, you know, you're right. And so that one I just showed you the, the sketch of. I was sitting down with the guy, and I mean, luckily, he's understanding that he doesn't fully know what he's doing. So he was just like, this is my idea, and please help me figure it out. Um, but he mentioned something during the conversation. He's like, oh, yeah, you know, we had this well put in. And there's this, you know, when they were digging, the sand goes, there's this much of sand. And I'm like, wait, keep going. Tell, wait, you got
0: <laughs> Tell me more and a half
1: feet of sand? <laughs> <laughs> And then, oh, wow. then what's that? Did you guys find out what's after the sand? It's like, yeah, there's like a clay. I'm like, oh, that's that moves. Okay, is there when do you hit something that's solid? <laughs> so I'm like, we might have to get a soil borings done here so we can check what our soils are because that doesn't sound promising to me right now. Oh, no, it
0: doesn't sound too promising. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there are lots of technical things like that that go beyond the HG, what you might see on HGTV, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think the one... This one sort of sticks with me the one episode where the, uh, what are the twins? Um,
0: Brothers or something, something.
1: Yeah. So one of them is doing their own house and he wanted to excavate the basement. And then. I, I don't actually watch
0: those shows to tell you the uh, truth. so I don't really know. Okay. So he wants to so excavate the basement.
1: He wants to take it down because they're tall. They're like six foot six each or whatever. And so he wanted like eight, nine foot ceilings. Um, they start digging and they come up with some issue and then they realize they have to bring an engineer to test the soil, test all it. I think that was like the only time in an HGTV show where it's like, that's a real thing. You gotta, <laughs> gotta make sure you, you know what you're putting your house on. And they started talking about that, but that that's that that's what we're gonna deal with here. I mean, we've got five foot of sand, sand moves and get yeah. water, you don't have anything solid. And under that was clay and yeah. clay moves. Yeah, So you want your house to sit on something solid and that's- Part right. of the process. It's in the video with the house. I do for, there's a nonprofit profit that does a lot of disaster relief work. And so we like, and a lot of it is, um, they're sort of coming in after, after. So like after the contractors who've kind of screwed people and some people have gotten their stuff done, but some are like people stole their money. Um, yeah. they come in and try to help a lot of those people get to get their projects done. Um, so we do a lot of house liftings and we constantly checking and coming to a lot of soil issues you know there's a whole section of this one town um that was all infill and you know we're not we're not hitting anything solid till we get down 8 10 feet. and we're you know two blocks from the beach and you try to figure out
0: wow are yeah. you on the beach right where you are
1: no i'm i'm closer to new york city um maybe like 45 minutes from the beach oh, okay um but like yeah these some of these are like really close to the beach and you're like you got water like i've got this one the guys are running the 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 uh, the pumps constantly so they can dewater so they can do their foundation and that's a that's a cost that these guys didn't account for
0: Mm. yeah Yeah. well there's a lot of things like that that there are solutions but you need professional help figuring out what those solutions are yeah obviously you're on tiktok yes as yeah. Do you want to talk about that for a second as it sure. found at TikTok Architect? TikTok Architect. Um, you, can I ask you the burning question? How yes. did you get that name?
1: It, I, it was available and I just grabbed it because I actually have a personal account, which has the same username as all my other um, uh, uh, social media accounts. And then I was like, you know, because I got, okay, let me back up this bit. I got on TikTok when, so we were down at my wife's family's shore house and she has these cousins that are, at the time they were between seven and 10. And the one kid was doing a video for TikTok for his, himself and he was doing the Macarena. And I'm like, I know that dance, but they didn't call it the Macarena. Like it, it was the Macarena though. And I was like, I know that dance. And he's like, you do? You know that dance? it? Show me how to do it. It was like, like this. And then, so we did it and he's like, oh, let's do it together. And I'm like, for what? For TikTok, like what is TikTok? So I ended up joining and, you know, their algorithm I have to say their algorithms are pretty good at figuring out things you like. And because it's all about new co- trying to introduce you to new content more than sort of unlike Facebook, which is really like looking at your own friends or people you know. Um, yeah. I started getting filtered towards a lot of actually lawyers, doctors. I love Dr. Pimple Popper type videos. So oh I got to end up with a lot I do.
0: Oh, I have never I even seen one on TikTok. And now that oh. my phone my phone's listening to me now. Now, now I'll probably see hard. one this afternoon. Yeah, well,
1: you're going to end up with a lot of them. Um, but I, I love them. So I ended up getting sort of pushed towards those professionals. And then I ran into architect Russell, um, oh, yeah. who's this, tan, uh, this British architect in Tanzania. Um, and I was like, oh, well, I could do talk about architecture. Like, <laughs> my friends always tell me I need an architect friend <laughs> <laughs> instead of talking about it with them. Um, so I was like, okay, let me try it. And it, I, it was like, I wonder if TikTok Architect, because I, I think it was like TikTok lawyer, who I was a big fan of. And um, so I was like, oh, let me see if TikTok Architect available. And I was like, it is. going. That's mine. Got it.
0: Good and one. Then, that was a good score.
1: Yeah. My my one friend, Dave, who's a civil engineer, he actually just grabbed TikTok civil eng. Mm. Um, I'm like, yeah. We That's great. Be fun. Well,
0: that was a while ago, I'm guessing. Was it?
1: Uh, a year and a half.
0: Yeah. A long time in TikTok time. Just a
1: long TikTok time ago.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so this podcast is like, you know, it's supposed to be for homeowners to try to help them.
1: Hire. Tell them to hire an architect. Just <laughs> all right.
0: I'm gonna come out and just say just hire the architect.
1: Hire the architect. Yeah. Save yourself the headache.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes. And we talk a lot about the value that we bring and not it doesn't really matter what our fee is because if you mess up your house, you could be not mess it up like you know, have the pipes facing the wrong way, but I mean, mess it up like in the way you're laying out the house or just the aesthetics of the house. I mean, that can really affect the price of your house.
1: The, the, the one that I used to have trouble with communicating to my clients is spending the time on the design because you can solve all your problems as many as possible, I should say there. Right. And, so you do the exploration. You, you you look at the design. You you work it through. You, you're open and honest about it, and you can come up with. Um, you you save yourself on the back end just a headache, just the headache of what could have gone wrong, and sort of being prepared for it. Yeah. Um, and if you keep your architect on through construction, which I always think you should, you know, I I, I realize I even. Even now I'm going to React am walking through it with a contractor they're gonna use, and I'm just like, oh, by the way, we gotta make sure we're doing this because there's a and they gotta be like, oh I'll make sure okay, let me make sure I'm pricing that in. But like those are the things that like not everyone's gonna know unless they've they've been here and done this. And that's right. what the value we bring.
0: And, exactly, yeah.
1: I mean you pay us a couple bucks so that you can save the the change order.
0: Right. Just a couple bucks. We're yeah. not asking a lot. Not at all. The
1: medium dollars.
0: <laughs> thank you so much no worries thank you so much Tom a lot of um, a lot of fun talking to you
1: it has been thank you
0: yeah and hopefully I'll see you around again sure. I mean I know well, I'll see you probably this afternoon as soon as I, I go back on TikTok for the afternoon <laughs> yeah I'll see you there I'll see Hi, you Tom. on the internet then. yeah I'll see you on the internet <laughs> have a good day bye you too bye thanks to Tom I had fun talking with him and thanks as always for listening to this episode as you know, I'd love to hear from you. Please get in touch about anything at the Housemaven at talkinghomerenovations.com. You can email me about suggestions for future shows, comments, questions, anything. You'd also get in touch with me on Facebook or Instagram, and it's at Talking Home Renovations on either platform or on TikTok. Um, I am the House Maven there. So subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. And share with your friends. And if you like this episode, leave a rating and a review. That would be appreciated. I guess it would help me out a lot when it comes to looking popular. It's kind of a strange thing to ask, don't you think? But I guess it's important for me to seem popular. I'm not, I'm not 100% sure why. And when I find out, I'll, I'll be sure to let you know. <sighs> this podcast is a member of the Design Network. You can discover exclusive architecture design podcasts at designnetwork.org. For now, this episode is produced by my architecture firm, Demios Architects, where we believe that architects are for everyone. So until next time, take care.